1: In that case, I pronounce
0: you lucky. Play for free at Luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary void were prohibited by Law 18 Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Block Talk Radio. Welcome to Aging Younger with David and Stephanie Tippy, founders of the Anti-Aging Clinic in Lauderhill, Florida, where the alternatives matter. Now here are your hosts, David and Stephanie Tippy. listeners, I'm David Tippy Welcome to the Aging Younger Show.
0: And this is Stephanie Tippy Welcome to Aging Younger Radio. David and I broadcast live every Wednesday from our clinic in Tamarack, Florida. You can visit us online at agingyounger.net and you can always call us at 954-742-4430.
1: You know, the hidden dangers of genetically modified foods are out there. We hear a lot about genetically modified foods and, and uh, the modified organisms, GMOs for short. But what exactly are they and why should we bother worrying about them? We would like to review what GMOs are with our listeners and, and to talk about the things in depth about how they are changing our relationship to food and what we can do to take control of the types of food that we eat. First, let's answer the question. What are genetically modified foods? When you hear someone use the term frankenfoods, there's a good reason. Genetically modified foods take the genetic material from one organism and put it into another. This gives the organism, plant or animal, characteristics that it didn't have before, which your body will not recognize, and to that end will create a disease state. Consider soybeans as an example. One of the most popular crops worldwide, newer varieties have been created, uh, not hybridized with genetic material from a bacterium that is resistant to Roundup. A common herbicide. This new modified strain of soybeans is planted, sprayed with Roundup, and holds up while any weeds in the vicinity wither. And this new variety is not some little used plant either. At least 50% of the entire world's soy crop is genetically modified, and soy is just one crop. And if it were perfectly organic, it is still a phytoestrogen and an endocrine disruptor, which means if your hormones were balanced, before you began eating soy or tofu, for that matter, they would become out of balance very soon.
0: Tomatoes, corn, canola, and alfalfa are also all heavily modified plants. You have to be really careful when when you buy uh, these uh, foods to make sure you are not purchasing the genetically modified brand. All of them, especially corn, end up in the food supply. So the question that pops into my mind, and I hope it does yours, does this mean that we are eating genetically modified food? And the answer is probably. At this point, it is very difficult to avoid. Now, according to the United States Department of Agriculture, the numbers from 2009, 93% of the American soy crop is genetically modified, 86% of corn, and a whopping 90% of canola. Aside from those major food products, genetically modified sugar, beets, sugar beets, squash, and Hawaiian papaya are also available for us sheeples, as the government would like us to be. Now, chances are are good that over 80% of the packaged foods in your local supermarket have at least some GMO content. Now, another question that pops into my mind, and I'm going to throw it out there, is why should we care? Well, the answer to that is because, to begin with, this is all very new and we don't know what the long-term environmental or health consequences will be. What we do know is that the percentage of Americans with three or more chronic illnesses jumped from 7% to 13% in just the past nine years. We have also been skyrocketing food allergies and autism. Digestive problems and reproductive disorders are also on the rise. That's not to say that genetically modified foods are completely responsible for these trends. Our overall well-being is a mix of environmental hereditary, and, yes, dietary factors. So our health is a complex matter, to say the least. It is certainly fair and appropriate to be concerned about how the GMO foods affect our bodies and the world around us. After all, just because something is labeled advanced or safe is no reason to accept it without
1: questioning. So why make genetically modified foods at all? Proponents of genetically modified foods say that radical changes are necessary. They claim that by boosting nutrients in the particular plant, they can make it more nutritious. Plus, the shelf life of the food engineered with preservatives can be extended. Making foods last longer. And by making them more insect resistant, they can cut down on the amount of chemical pesticides that ultimately runs off into our water supply. Speaking of which, there are genetically modified plants that are being developed to be more drought tolerant, to grow in areas with, that, with low water supplies as well. On the surface, all of this sounds good, but again, we're dealing with the law of unintended consequences here. What happens when insects find a way to outmaneuver these changes we've made to the plants? At what point is a plant considered the same species as its non-modified cousin? Arguments against genetically modified foods, one of the arguments against GM foods is the, that pollen from those plants doesn't recognize the borders of nearby fields planted with non-modified crops. So say you're running an organic or sustainable farm adjacent to these crops, chances are your corn, soybeans, or other crops are going to be affected.
0: And guess what? It's not just the crops that are being affected. In one instance, genetically modified corn that was developed to be toxic to insects was also found to kill monarch butterflies that were feeding on the corn pollen-covered milkweed plants, which is their main food source. Thankfully, that particular type of genetically modified corn have been withdrawn from the market. However, some of the GM-developed pesticides are also killing our honeybees. And our honeybees are our primary pollinators because they drift into other plants and stay in the soil longer than what people had thought from the beginning. Think about that. Killing off honeybees is essentially killing off at least a third of our food supply. Aside from that, what GM foods do to our inner environment is also open to questioning. Because of their strange mixture of ingredients, genetically modified organisms can introduce substances into our foods that have never been part of our diet. We, as humans, simply don't know what the effects could be. However, we do know that the pest-resistant material in the genetically modified corn has been shown to stay in the human body longer than was anticipated. In fact, levels have been detected in the blood of pregnant women and unborn babies. Additionally, Some GM corn has also been associated with liver and kidney damage in animals.
1: Uh, Look at a a case of milk from cows treated with RBGH, and that's genetically engineered recombinant bovine growth hormone, RBGH, is uh, to increase their milk production. The result isn't just unnaturally higher amounts of milk per animal, but that milk from those treated cows has greater levels of IGF-1, a hormone which has been linked to cancer. This isn't just frankenfood. It really is a monster that corporations are creating. They are religious and ethical. There are religious and ethical concerns to think about as well some of the new genetically modified foods use genes from animals to strengthen resistance in plants what about pig DNA being introduced into plants to give them some marginal advantage this plant still be considered vegan or kosher but even if you're inclined to acknowledge the benefits of GMO foods and technology, realize that they might not last. As I've mentioned before, pollen from GM crops doesn't just fall on nearby GM-free fields, but on the weeds they are trying to control too. This could easily make the next generation of weeds just as resistant to insects as pesticides like the... uh, parent plant. When weeds that are repeatedly exposed to Roundup eventually develop resistance, it will force growers into using even stronger and more dangerous chemicals. After all, it doesn't take long for natural world to catch up with us.
0: Let's take a look at the antibiotic
1: resistant bacteria.
0: It's already a very real problem with MRSA, which is methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, an infection-causing bacteria that is the supervillain of hospitals and nursing homes. And unfortunately, resistance to antibiotics for many health concerns is on the rise, in part because... We so quickly adapted an all-or-nothing approach when it comes to anything that's new. For years, conventional practitioners over-prescribed antibiotics, still relatively new in the entire history of medicine for almost everything. Now, the result hasn't been what we would have imagined or at least what we would have liked to have imagined at that time. So when we broaden this to the world of food, we are looking at taking enormous risks. In one project, a gene from Brazil nuts was introduced to a strain of soybeans. Now, as you can expect, people with nut allergies reacted to this strange ingredient, and happily, the project was abandoned. But you have to ask yourself why none of the project leaders even considered that possibility. After all, nuts and other food allergies are not exactly uncommon. But all of this leads to a much bigger question. Do we really need genetically modified food? Certainly, Monsanto and other companies will tell you that their technology will be the answer to world hunger. But they don't mention that it will also be extremely profitable for them. A deeper look shows that all of this money being spent for potentially dangerous outcomes is really wasted money. The fact, 30% of the food produced around the world simply is not eaten.
1: There are a lot of reasons for this. Crop failures and stockpiles of food ruined by pest, poor infrastructure and bad markets along with simple waste, food being thrown away after it was purchased. And guess who's the biggest culprit here? We are the United States. Each day, we throw out enough food to fill the Rose Bowl, wasting 25 to 50 percent of all food we produce. Some experts, in many ways, more optimistic and less uh, opportunistic than genetically modified mega-corporations believe that the issue of hunger in the world is not a failure to produce enough food. The problem is getting the food to the people who need it. It's really a matter of distribution, not production, and certainly not a reason for introducing risky, potentially damaging genetically modified organisms into our food supply. The problem is you have no idea whether or not most of the foods you're eating contain genetically modifieds. In the United States, there is no law that food companies must declare whether their products have these ingredients, unlike in Europe where they must be labeled. And as it is, the only commercial genetically modified crop grown in the European Union is a strain of insectant corn. Uh, uh, insect-resistant corn. Now, even this was recently banned in France and Austria, Germany, and three other countries. People there just don't want to experiment with their food like this. Most people in America, 91%, by the way, prefer to have GMO foods labeled so that we know what we're getting right at the point of purchase.
0: There has been legislation legislation introduced in Congress to require the labeling of genetically engineered foods and responsible companies will label their foods as GMO-free because they know it resonates with their customers. Nonetheless, the current rule states that GM foods only need to be labeled if they are significantly different than the conventional foods. Until there is a law labeling GM GM foods, what should we do? One way to take charge is that we begin to eat organic foods. The marketplace can send a strong message. Some types of genetically modified crops have already been pulled due to the consumer uh, rejection. Let's take an example, one engineered potato was withdrawn because the other big companies that produce french fries and chips knew it would be a public relations disaster. Anything that is labeled organic cannot, by definition, contain GM ingredients. Additionally, organic food is so good for you for a variety of other reasons as well. It is grown or raised without any synthetic pesticides, insecticides, herbicides, fungicides, fertilizers, or any other toxic substances. Organic produce is naturally healthy, no artificial colors or flavors, and is not irradiated or genetically modified either. Organically produced poultry, eggs, and meat is free of hormones and antibiotics. You know what you are getting, just excellent, healthy
1: food. And remember, many of your local farmers may be following organic and sustainable practices but might not have organic certification. I would suggest building a relationship with the people who provide foods locally and support their work. Truly take an interest in your food, and I certainly encourage you to do that. Consider the farm-to-fork approach. Know where it's coming from and relish the fact that it is like building in more ways than one. The counted reasons for genetically modifying foods vary from making a fruit larger and seedless, to resisting pesticides, herbicides, and insecticides, millions of dollars are invested in this bioengineering process annually by many, with Bill Gates most notably investing into Monsanto 500,000 shares. But are genetically modified foods really the solution to humanity's problems, or are they negatively affecting virtually all life on the planet? Genetically modified foods have been proven not only to be unhealthy, but also deadly. Genetically modified foods have been proven not only to be unhealthy, but deadly. You must remember that. One review of 19 studies showed that with the consumption of genetically modified foods comes significant organ disruptions, especially in the liver and the kidneys. What's more, however, it is that the Damage posed by Monsanto's GMO creations extends even further than public health. In fact, they threaten the environment as a whole. This is perhaps the most concerning effect of the GMOs.
0: Monsanto has created GMO crops that contain something known as Bt, which is a toxin incorporated into the crops with the intention of killing off the insects. Now, the usage of the Bt uh, biopesticide uh, within these GMO crops has actually led to mute, mutant in, insect populations, which are directly resistant to the biopesticide. Pesticide, incredible reports state that at least eight insect populations have developed resistance, with two populations resistant. To BT sprays and at least six species resistant to BT crops as a whole. Now as a, reu- as, as a result, the poor farmers must spray even more pesticides. Beyond GM seeds, genetically, mod- genetically modified seeds, and the BT pesticide, Monsanto is also the creator of the best-selling herbicide Roundup that David briefly mentioned earlier in the program. Now, the usage of Roundup has spawned over 120 million uh, hecta-acres of herbicide-resistant superweeds that have destroyed the farmland in which they reside. In addition, much of the soil has also been damaged. Even in the face of these statistics, Monsanto continues to disregard any and all warnings. Genetically modified foods present a very real threat to the genetic integrity of both humankind and the environment, and it requires vigorous long-term research before being unleashed onto the public, the yous and the mees. That is why nations like Peru, France, and Hungary are taking action against Monsanto and GMOs over legitimate health concerns. We are accustomed to the idea that a, a psychopathic lunatic can take over a government and then use the resources at his disposal to dramatize his urge to kill on a vast scale. Stalin, Hitler, and 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 the like are examples of such personalities indeed government will attract such personality types because it presents them with the opportunities
1: but the modern world makes certain corporations equally if not more attractive to such people by virtue of the perhaps even greater scope of destruction so What would happen if the uh, psychopathic personality were to achieve control of a global corporation instead of government? We contend that what would happen and is happening is very much as described in the following. The fight against GMO is a very real fight for survival. The executives and boards of the shareholders of certain GMO corporations and their collaborators in government are recklessly or maliciously jeopardizing the food chain, and if the food chain goes, so do we. That means all of us, and when this is over, if we are all still alive, we shall see which governments were on the side of the human survival and which were too far gone to care. That's Nasim Talib, A renowned New York University professor recently raised eyebrows when he said, genetically modified organisms have the potential to cause an irreversible termination of life at some scale, which would be the entire planet. Talib.
0: Now, Talib, who specializes in risk engineering, has outlined the dangers of GMOs in the precautionary principle, a paper recently made available to us, the public, the threat often uh, GMO seeds are favored because of their, their ability to yield larger harvests and avoid certain pests or weeds that usually eat up some of their productivity, reports the daily finance. Howard's primary concern. Isn't that ingesting GMOs is necessarily bad for people? Rather, he's focused on what effects the genetic manipulation of nature will have on the wor- worldwide ecosystem. Now, while Talib concurs the risk of any one GMO seed ru- ruining the planet is incredibly small, he argues that people are underestimating the domino effect of risk that really is involved. Let's take an example. If one genetically modified seed produced, uh, holds a 0.1% chance of causing a catastrophic breakdown of the ecosystem, then the possibility of such an event will only increase with each new seed that is developed. Talbot writes that given enough time the total ecocide barrier is bound to be hit despite incredibly small odds the argument hinges on the fact that gmos represent a systematic and not localized risk as gmo goods continue to be exported to countries throughout the world the idea of being able to control gmos in nature is certainly impossible to guarantee.
1: As Talib says, there are mathematical limitations to uh, predictability in a complex system. In the wild, which is why focusing on the difference between local or isolated or systemic threats is a central aspect of our warnings. GMO supporters have criticized his work as GMOs have yet to significantly harm the ecosystem, but Talib argues that strengthens his history and precautionary principle, which is what Talib calls his warning, is all about managing risk, not about waiting for it to surface. The fact that GMOs are systemic uh, entity is undeniable. Talib is equally skeptical of the entities that carry systemic risks, like too big to fail banks, does anyone recall? About to run out of time, and we would love to get uh, further into this, but uh, we will uh, take a chance in another day.
0: So what you can do to learn more, Why? why not Get your piece of paper and pencil, jot it down, give us a call. David and Stephanie can be reached at 954-742-4430. Visit us online at agingyounger.net. We will be back on the air next week, same time, same station. And I will be interviewing Dr. Daniel Roberts, who wrote the book The Evolution Solution, The Naked Ape Diet and the Dolphin Concept of Exercise. Until next week, God bless you all, and have a healthy Aging Younger week.
1: You've been listening to Aging Younger with David and Stephanie Tippi. You've just heard that alternatives to the sickness industry are alive and well, helping you to age younger. The Anti-Aging Clinic is located at 7200 West Commercial Boulevard in Lauderhill, Florida. You can reach David and Stephanie at 954-742-4430. That phone number again is 954-742-4430. And you can learn more about them on their website, LiveLonger123.com. Join us every Wednesday and Friday at 1 o'clock for Aging Younger on 1040 WLVJ. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ShumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply.